I am Trudy Hall, your host for On Educating Girls, a podcast produced by the International Coalition of Girls Schools. Like many around the world, I was mesmerized as Serena Williams having announced her impending retirement from tennis, a sport she had dominated since her first singles title in the U.S. Open in 1999, took to the courts one last time at the U.S. Open in early September. How does a female athlete, one who has ranked as the number one tennis player for weeks on end, one who has won 23 Grand Slams, end her tennis career? The world watched in amazement as she powered her way to the finals in impressive Serena fashion. No surprise. And when one goes back to Serena's earliest beginnings, we understand why we should not be surprised. Introduced to competitive sport at a young age, she, like many girls, found a happy, satisfying sense of self with a racket and a ball in hand. Yeah, I would say for me, it was last one moment. And I think something that has been hugely impactful in my life is thinking of a coach I had at the provincial level when I played rugby and his focus on the notion of team um, outside of just on the field, very much focused as we traveled, as we prepared for tournaments or games. He was equally focused on how we were building team outside of the actual match um, as much as in the match. So that has stuck with me in everything that I do and just really important and a real lesson. I guess it's similar to what Martha said, but a teammate of mine who, when I was a first year at Tufts and she was a senior, she said, she told me we were sitting down one day and she said, at the end of the day, no one, you're not going to remember which matches you win or lose. You're going to remember the memories you make with your teammates and the experience. And I think that just it like now always I'm thinking like, how can I be a better teammate? Like I'm staying in the moment and enjoying like traveling with the team, like time off the court and on the court. But it makes you think of the big picture and who you are as a person as well as an athlete. Did you know 61% of girls who have a GPA of 4.0 play on a sports team? Girls who play on an athletic team are more likely to have a healthier lifestyle eat breakfast, work out regularly, and get at least seven hours of sleep a night, they're 14% less likely to report a fear of speaking up out of concern for not being liked. And later in life, the benefits of sports participation are still valuable. 96% of female CEOs give credit to their sports team participation in high school as a time when they honed valuable leadership skills. All of these data points have been documented by the Women's Sports Foundation. Today's episode is not about proving that girls benefit from sports. Instead, today we want to empower the adults and girls' lives with the information they need to get the girl in their life off the sidelines and into the game. When parents are asked, what do you want for your child when they're older? They could often say, confidence or resilience. And both of these qualities can be gained from playing sport. You just have to find the right one for you. The one that brings you joy and the one that you resonate with. My guests today hail from Canada. Two women committed to the notion that sports participation has incredible transformational power in the life of a girl, particularly in the life of a teenage girl. They represent several generations of athletic involvement, providing testimony to the long-lasting impact of high school sports on a girl's trajectory throughout her life. The first is Martha Perry, an alum of St. Clemens School in Toronto, who has served as the head of school there since 2010. Martha was an athlete while at St. Clemens and even held the role of sports captain for the school in her final year. 
Well beyond high school graduation, she played rugby for the Ontario Provisional Team before transitioning to educational administration. My second guest is Chili Rigby, a more recent alum of St. Clemens, who was also sports captain of the school while a student. In fact, Martha was the head of school when Chili attended St. Clemens. Currently a senior at Tufts University, she is captain of the tennis team. She and her partner won the NCAA Division III doubles title this past season. She was also recently honored as the recipient of the Intercollegiate Tennis Association's Arthur Ashe Jr. Leadership and Sportsmanship Award for the 2021-22 season. Hi, Tilly. Hi, Martha. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Hi. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Trudy. Really excited about this. Now, both of you were active in sports early in school. So let's start by giving our listeners a little bit of your athletic history. And let's just keep it to your preteen and teen years. Just just stay there. And Martha, when did you have your first experience with team sports? I would say it was my first year at St. Clement School, a girls' school, where I um, there were regular seasons of sports, and I launched right in with basketball in the fall, volleyball in the in the winter, and softball in the spring, and that continued right through my time at St. Clement's from grade seven till the end of uh, my graduation time. And Tilly, I would actually agree. Once I got to St. Clement's, I did a sport every every term. I think cross country in the fall. Um, soccer or volleyball and obviously tennis once I was old enough. And then I stayed with eventually it narrowed down to just tennis. And so, so we know that you were athletes uh, in your preteen years, but research tells us that um, parents play a central role in introducing their daughters to competitive sports, either through you know, signing them up for an experience, role modeling or encouragement. Um, Tilly, why don't you go first? Can you sh- share what role your parents might have played in encouraging your athletic development? Yeah, I think as well as signing them, me up, but they just recognized how much I loved tennis and I would beg them to let me practice more. I'd come, they'd see me in a good mood after practice or and I think they were very supportive of me. They actually encouraged me to start signing up for tournaments. And I think what people don't realize, and actually what I've talked a lot with my parents about, is how big of a commitment it is from them too. Like my mom and I would rush from school to practice. She would pick me up two hours later. We'd spend the weekends like traveling, playing tournaments. And honestly, it I don't think it's possible without having like parents involved and supporting you and like willing to like also make sacrifices for you to like if you want to further your involvement in sports, especially competitive sports. You know, I I think there's a generational difference. I will suggest I'm slightly older than Tilly, Um, but I would say my parents were encouraging always of getting involved. And for me, it was very much at a high school level. So coming to watch games and that sort of thing, um, inadvertently my mom out of interest and out of the community my experience playing rugby at a very high level um, only happened after university because of my mom whether she wanted to or not found a clipping in a community newspaper about a women's team starting and uh, I don't know how serious she thought I would um, take it but it actually was the wonderful start to uh, almost seven years of uh, pretty competitive rugby so she I have her to thank for that too. This question is for Tilly. How did being a high school athlete impact the other aspects of your life? Can you talk a bit about how your identity as an athlete influenced your decisions about academics or extracurricular involvement? Yeah, I think it played a huge part of my identity and who I became. Like I had to develop 
really good time management skills. Obviously, St. Clements is a difficult academic school, and I was I wanted to take a full like course load and be like, equally involved in school as I was with tennis. So time management, a lot of independence, and I think just a good work ethic that I learned from tennis, but then I could apply to school, like all aspects of my life. Um, obviously, in terms of extracurriculars, I was voted to be the sports captain in my final year. So my athletic involvement in the school obviously played a role in that. But I did make sure to stay involved in other things. And I had to be selective because I didn't have the time to do everything. But one of my favorite things was I did something called Global Ideas Institute, where it was researching a solution to food insecurity in the GTA. So very different than tennis, but I definitely made an effort to like expand outside of sports also. And Martha, as a former athlete and an educator who's committed to ensuring a healthy sports program for girls, what elements should parents be looking for? Is there a school philosophy that's key? Can you talk a bit about the coach's role and what sort of coaching girls benefit from? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's imperative that our our students are active, period. And I think we've seen that really even more so as a result of the global pandemic and the real sort of pausing of co-curricular activities and, and athletics. And I think that was quite a highlighting of the, the importance both for physical health, but also mental health. Um, I think with perspectives um, around schools, uh, I believe each school has its own athletic philosophy. St. Clements is a pretty unique one in that our focus really is primarily about participation and skill building. So we're grades one to 12 in one building um, and we work and play together. And key for us is getting as many people involved as possible. So as a small school, that's something I think we're really proud of. Um, and so, you know, as kids start and Tilly started in the junior school, there were no tryouts. And so, you know, you'd see benches of... 30, 30 girls sometimes at a basketball game and they'd all see the court. And as the students grow and um, and access skills, as they get up to the senior teams, it's more competitive and and certainly there are selections and, and cuts. But I think key for us is for students to understand the not just the fundamentals about skills um, for a particular sport, but also how to work as a team, how to understand how to lose, how to win, how to um, commit to things. I think commitment is a hugely important focus as well. Um, I think in our communities, we have students who are incredibly enthusiastic about getting involved in everything. And as Tilly spoke about making choices, that's actually a lesson into itself. So um, committing to something, really focusing in and doing a great job. But uh, I'm passionate about the notion of participation. And, and that also includes intramurals, so house sports and things, getting kids involved at every possible aspect to get them active. So um, you know, in addition to just sort of getting off the bench and into the game, Tilly, what advice would you offer to girls about how to best, um, actually, or their parents, about how to best encourage them through the ups and downs of the hard practice, the wins and the losses that, you know, Martha talked about, how to win, how to lose? What, From your perspective, what resonates? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you can't, no matter what level of sport you're playing, you can't win everything, no matter how good you are, or who you are. And I think that's really important to recognize as even just that you can't play well all the time, you're bound to have bad practices, bad matches. I used to 
I used to attribute the bad days to, I would think, oh, maybe I'm stressed at school. Maybe I'm not feeling well, tired. And then other times there's just like no good reason. And sometimes you just have a bad day and that's totally okay. So I think the advice I would give is just recognizing that ups and downs are natural. Losing is totally normal. And if you are going through a rough patch in your sport, like keep working at it. I, I'm a huge proponent of hard work pays off. And I think I also learned to think about the big picture, thinking things like, okay, maybe, you know, tennis for me isn't going this well, or maybe I had a bad practice, but I'm doing, I did really well in my exam in school, or I have exciting things like with friends coming up. So I think finding small positives in other aspects of your life, especially when your sport isn't going too well, is just helps you keep like mentally okay about it and stay engaged in your sport and you will get through it. Um, that's it. Now it, it sounds like I want to just sort of follow up with that because it sounds like uh, that has become a life philosophy for you. And so are, is it even possible for you to separate out how athletics influence that life philosophy? Cause it sounds pretty impressive. And, and yet I, I have a feeling that the two are, um, intimately related. Yeah, no, I think I've, I have been involved in sport for so long and competitive sport that, as I've got older, even in high school, from grade seven to grade 12, you're like learning so much about who you are and who you want to be. And I think some things I definitely learned on the tennis court and through sport and through going through like challenges in sport and other things I learned through going through the ups and downs of school and navigating like social relationships. And I do think they're honestly so intertwined that I can't separate. I think they eat all the skills translate over for both of them. And it just, yeah, I guess it is my life philosophy now. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so, Martha, we know that participating in high school sports has a huge positive influence. You know, Chili just told us about that. You yourself have experienced it. I have experienced it. Um, so for starters, we know a girl who's involved in sports is more likely to report having strong relationships with friends, less likely to experience depression, more likely to say they're smart enough to pursue their dream career, less likely to want to change their appearance. And I could go on and on. From your extensive experience working with girls in girls' schools, what's contributing to these outcomes? What's central to sports involvement? You know, I, I, I think Tilly said it so beautifully. I think so much of this is around, without realizing it, it's through sport that you're navigating all of these amazing and important skills for learning and for life. So um, as we talk about, you know, being in the moment of perhaps a challenging time, that could be on the court, it could be on the field, anywhere, and you can't hop off. You've got to, you know, you've got to work through that. Um, working with the team at times, these may not be your friends, but they're people with whom you have a goal, and that is to be successful in a game or an event and you have to navigate it and you know as we talk about learning particularly increasingly so around learning how to learn um, that platform athletics is the one in which you're doing that and so from my perspective um, experience or not I know that it is such a wonderful conduit to learning that we hope like Tilly has suggested um, people see actually as um, a way that they've learned how to navigate all sorts of other areas of life. So um, I don't think I realized the benefit of my athletics and, until really I had time to look back on it. Um, and I certainly wasn't playing at a varsity level. Um, my athletics happened outside of school, but in terms of what I do now as a leader, they have 
absolutely informed so much of what I do. Um, as a as a former athlete, I would have to absolutely agree with that. So, and Tilly, as you hear Martha give her answer, what pieces of that resonate with you, and what motivated motivated you to continue on with your athletic engagement in college? Yeah, I think definitely sport. Just as Martha said, that it translates into so many other parts of your life, and I like my habits, like my time management skills, my even like sleeping habits, and like sometimes you have to make a decision, like. Some days we have 7 a.m. practice and you can't stay up super late, even if it's on a weekend. And I think just having for me, I love having a routine. And like definitely if you pursue sports at the varsity level or college level, you have a really strict routine. And that honestly helps me with like my schoolwork. It helps. It just helps me create my day and have a productive day. So I honestly knew that I wanted to continue it with with in college just because one of the all these other benefits. I also still love the sport. So because I was able to do it in college, I, I, I knew for a fact I wanted to continue it and look at going to the U.S. Can you talk a little bit about what the transition was like? Is there a difference between playing high school sports and college sports for you as a woman? Um, so actually, as soon as practices for us start the first day, you move into school pretty much. So Right away, I had 10 teammates and two coaches supporting me both on and off the court from the very first day. And I think because I had been balancing school and tennis for so long at St. Clemens, I was confident with balancing school and tennis once again at Tufts. I think the biggest change for me tennis-wise was that tennis switched from a very individual sport to a team sport which is amazing. And it's honestly, for I like love the change. And I think after doing tennis sort of individually for seven years competitively, it was like an incredible environment to be a part of and still be a part of. And, and so we know as positive as you have both been, uh, sports is not all roses and candy canes. And we have a short podcast, so we're not going to be able to dive into all of the elements of sports on this one. We'll have to come back for other conversations. But let's talk about some of the cautions that exist for girls. Martha, can you share signs that a girl's involvement in athletics might not be serving her and that some intervention or change is called for? Yeah, it, this is such an important consideration. And I, you know, I think there are a few things. I, I think we want to make sure that um, kids are interested in the sports. I worry sometimes about overscheduling um, for the sake of keeping kids busy. Um, that's not to suggest that if someone finds a passion, as Tilly's spoken, um, that they, they aren't willing to dive right in. But I think that overscheduling and the other thing that sometimes comes with hindsight, um, less about one particular sport, uh, tennis things, I think there's also asking why a student is involved. There's, there's such a wonderful physical and mental, um, health approach to sports. And sometimes that can have a shift. Sometimes concerns around image, body image can sometimes be tied to sport. And so for me, um, where caution comes is making sure that wherever possible, the athlete is being held in the middle and that the caring adults, coaches, parents, um, school staff have that as front of mind. Um, and just making sure that the, you know, the physical and mental health is beneficial. I, I believe in athletics hugely. I worry when I see someone stretched to a point that it's not, it's not been healthy for them. 
Mm, that, that makes good sense. And and so Tilly, you know, from your perspective, working side by side with athletic peers in high school and now in college, when did you see it go wrong for a colleague or for yourself? And what got you through those moments or what did you see others experience that you know was helpful for them? Yeah, definitely. As Martha said, I think a big problem does come from overtraining. And I think you see burnout in athletes. I've seen it happen to girls both in high school and at the college level. And I know for them, like relying on your team and any support system, you have to talk openly about how you're feeling about your sport and why. Like a lot of the time it's caused by you're either doing, you can have physical burnout and it's representing itself in injury, like constant injuries or just like mental burnout and you're not really loving your sport anymore. And usually that's happening when they're putting too much emphasis on like winning and being the best. And I think once they like lean on other people to figure out why they're putting so much pressure on themselves and why they're in that situation, usually they can find time to enjoy their sport by like whether it's focusing slightly less on it for a little bit or focusing on other things. I think that's helped them a lot. And if I could just add something that Tilly said earlier that I so valued was not tying your personal worth to success. You know, Tilly, you articulated so well about how you've come to realize that sometimes you're just going to have a bad day and sometimes you are going to lose. And, um, and I think as the adults in our, you know, in, uh, in our kids' lives or teammates when you get higher to varsity level, making sure that we're modeling that and encouraging that sort of healthy attitude, I think is imperative. Um, the win at all costs, costs are high. And I think particularly when we talk about kids, you want to leave with a love of athletics. I may not have played at a very high competitive level as a student, and yet what an impact athletics have had on me as a person and how I now lead and engage with people. Well, I love that you've both added, you both picked up on that theme of how to lose, but also how to win. And I'm guessing you would both agree that you balance that on the other side as well. There's a way to win that also encourages your opponent and leaves you feeling better about the win. Would either of you want to comment on that? I can't first, Tilly, if you want. I have to fully disclose that I am a highly competitive person um, and people tease me, you know, even when it comes to fun games and things. Um, That being said, I think as a result of um, just taking stock of a space or um, amongst people being aware of how some might be feeling, um, you know, when, when, you know, when we win, if the other team, you know, is feeling not so great about things, I think it's important to honor that feeling because it very well could be you the next time. And so I, I just think that's really, again, good people skills and good um, empathy. I think we must be empathetic at all times when we're working with people, be it our own team or those with whom we compete. I agree with everything Martha said. I also do think that for me, I've recognized, especially being on such a close team where we do talk like openly about how we're feeling. And obviously tennis is still a sport where not everyone plays the same amount. Some people won't play any matches. And I think I've been fortunate to be in a position on my team where a lot of my teammates feel comfortable coming to me like with concerns and how they're feeling. So I think I've really been able to gain perspective of, how other people might be feeling in certain situations and then keeping that in mind. 
Um, I like, again, uh, Chilia, that you've emphasized that you really, one of the positive elements that parents should look for is this uh, positive team culture. Um, you've talked a lot about that, and I, and I thank you for doing that, because I think that's another piece of it um, for a parent to listen to how their daughter is talking about the team culture is pretty important. So let's let's dream for a little bit. Let's uh, go out into the into the future. America is celebrating the 50th anniversary of Title IX. And that was the legislation that was designed to pave the way for equal access to girls, uh, for girls, to athletic opportunity. So much progress has been made. I'm sure we were all glued to the screen when Serena Williams was um, having her final tennis match. But we also know that uh, more can be done to ensure access uh, to the benefits of athletic participation. Tilly, in your dream world, what do you hope is going to be true in years to come? Yeah, I think there have been huge strides towards equality in sports. Obviously, things still need to be addressed, like you, uh, equal pay, a lack of, I, there's still like a lack of investment and engagement in girls' sports. And honestly, still so many negative stereotypes and just social norms still exist that I think steer girls away from sports more so than boys. Um, so in a dream world, none of these would exist. None of these barriers would exist. And all females athletes would be able to get the recognition they deserve. And by doing so, just encouraging younger girls that letting them know that they can and should be getting involved in sports too. Martha, you want to pile on? Yeah, I mean, I, exactly what Tilly's saying. And I think like everything in the world and in society, it's about modeling. And so, you know, when we see the remarkable fights that many of our professional athletes have been doing around pay equity. And um, I mean, that's sort of at the the top level, but those who aspire to those, those opportunities, that to me is huge. Um, and I think the other thing is really normalizing athletics for um, all people and all body types. And, um, you know, often we see people who um, have seen a you know, sort of standard image of an athlete. And I, I don't think an athlete has to look any particular way. So I think at all levels, when we think about the impact that can happen really young around um, girls sort of perceiving images of how they should be and how they shouldn't. Um, I actually think we are afforded as girls school such a wonderful opportunity to get kids engaged so early in athletics and to take away some of those um, societal framed norms. So I think that's key. Nice visions, both of you. Um, I, I hope I live to see that world. So finally, um, after our conversations, we always like to leave parents with some quick, good, solid advice or resources. So, you know, what two to three things do you each think parents should know as they encourage, encourage their daughters to enter the arena? Um, and so, Tilly, I'm going to go to you first on this one. Um, just quick and easy and concise. What do you think parents should know? I think at first, early on, I think it's really important to just encourage involvement in a variety of sports. Like, I don't think it's, you should select one and say, oh, my daughter is going to be really good at this sport because it just doesn't happen like that. And honestly, if they're in a, if they don't get to choose which sport they're naturally drawn towards, they're not going to have fun and it probably won't be worthwhile for them. And that brings me probably to my second point, which is especially at the start, again, making sure they're having fun. And we mentioned team culture earlier, but different teams and, co and coaches have different ways of doing things and different philosophies. And if it, it doesn't seem to be working for a child, like, it doesn't mean the sport's wrong. Like, don't be afraid to go somewhere else or look at a different team or coach where maybe your daughter will 
have so much more fun and like build a stronger relationship with the coach and team because that's really important. And then my last advice would just be, as I've said many times, just to think of the big picture, like 10, your sport is important, especially as you get older, if you do choose to pursue it competitively, but school is, I've like, school is really important. Social skills are important and just life skills are important. And whether you do learn those things playing your sport too, but you know, making sure it's not all about your sport and you're enjoying everything else also. Pretty solid advice. Okay. Martha, Martha, you, you clearly do a good job up at St. Clemens. You've got pretty articulate students. So well, you know what? I mean, Tilly, Tilly brought all of this to the school too. So, you know what? I, I mean, I would echo all of that. I would say um, as the adults in our kids' lives, we need to model that healthy balance between engagement and um, winning and losing. And um, I think Tilly is absolutely right. You know, allow kids to find their interests and their passions. I think, you know, make sure that you're encouraging commitment, but also not forcing something that may not feel right. Um, and and the other thing I, I would say, and this sometimes I worry about saying this is, remember your child is is a different individual than you are. So, you know, my passion was basketball and rugby. That doesn't mean my child's passion is going to be that same thing. So, how do we, um, you know, ensure that we're providing opportunities for our kids, um, encouraging them and encouraging them through the tough times, too? I think we've heard that today is that um, sport has so many wonderful, wonderful ways to learn lessons. And so how are we the facilitators of our, in our case at St. Clements, our girls learning and engagement? Thank you both. Um, as as I predicted uh, when we started this conversation, um, having you both has added real value for our listeners. And I, I love the balance that you both bring to this. I love the fact that you're talking about um, students you know, being guided to their choice and living out their dreams. And I like the advice that you've given to parents, which is Keep it in perspective, keep it balanced, uh, model um, for them attitudes about winning, about losing, about life. Um, and I bet that any parent listening today, Tilly, would hope that their young daughter would become a young woman just like you. So thank you very much for offering up your experience because I think it's been, it's really heartwarming to hear um, how you proceed through life and how you've dealt with um, your life uh, using athletics as a vehicle to success. Thank you. This has been on Educating Girls, a podcast produced by the International Coalition of Girls Schools to address real issues that impact the lives of girls we know. As always, we welcome your thoughts and suggestions as we create content that you find useful. Perhaps you have a topic that you want us to discuss in a future episode. Please send comments and questions to podcast at girlsschools.org and join us next time as we share insights and resources. Thanks for listening. It is important to the girls in your lives that you do.